0: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. And now, this is the Neighborhood Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, D.C. Matthews.
1: Good morning out there, boys and girls in neighborhood land. This is The Neighborhood Podcast, and my name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, and I am the Chief of Staff of the New Age Insiders, and as always, I am joined by the one, the only, the unofficial outlaw himself, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Doc, how you doing today? I am doing fantastic, DC. I'm uh, jonesing for some pay-per-view tonight, and I uh, can't wait to get into the show today. We we are, let's see, it starts, I'm guessing, at 8. So we are 11 and a half hours away from Night of Champions coming to you live on the WWE Network for only nine dollars uh, We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about the matches. It is the prediction and production show. Uh, we asked for your comments. We got all of three, but maybe... Hey, no. those three are very important Those three us. are very important. Let's not say every... Every fan is sacred. Every Absolutely. fan not, not is fan, great.
0: Friend. Oh, that's... All every- of our friends out there in the Twitterverse, all the neighborhood friends, we want your suggestions, your comments, your questions, because we want to cover it
1: here on the Neighborhood Podcast. Oh, he's getting good. You can see he's got that radio skills going. All right, so, um, Night of Champions. On a scale of 1 to 10, Doc... How excited are you for tonight's pay per view extravaganza? I think I'd rate it somewhere around a b plus that's not on the never mind all right <laughs> i I would agree on paper. On paper, because we both have this written down, on paper this does look like it's going to be a good show, um, which always makes me a little worried. I try to be the Pope of positivity whenever possible, but uh, I I will say I'm a little dubious about how this is going to wind up. There are some potential pitfalls here, which is going to cause an explosion of the Twitterverse, which I suppose for us means great radio. So one of our friends, as Doc said... In the neighborhood land, uh, at
0: what on Twitter?
1: Tyler at motwwe has asked us to rank the matches from least excited to most excited. And
0: well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm excited well,
1: for all the matches,
0: so I think right across the board we're gonna have to. Well, just... then I'll, I'll go rank evenly since I have it ranked. <laughs> is, oh, okay. uh, we're gonna go, we'll instead go you going instead of going
1: in a chronological order of what I think is going to happen because there's some potential questions on which match is actually going to be the main event we'll go I went ahead and ranked the eight matches including the pre-show because I think we need to count the pre-show and so we are starting off okay. the first match the match I am least excited about and I'm sure you're going to agree with me Dolph Ziggler takes on Rusev off the just right now, your thoughts on the feud, the story, and the match tonight?
0: Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. This is probably definitely the uh, weakest link on the card. I mean, don't get me wrong; it'll probably be a great wrestling match, but I don't care about the feud one bit. I mean, it's hard. It's this feud was bad when they destroyed Lana's character, and now that Lana is gone. Like, you know, I mean, I guess she, what, she had a wrist injury or whatever, wrist but since then, yeah, right. So, now that she's gone, this feud has just, like, no steam whatsoever. They're still tr- they're still trying to do this whole love angle with Summer Rae and Dolph Ziggler, but now Lana's not even, and don't get me wrong, I guess I'm glad Lana's not even there, because that was some real awkward and bad television uh, last week. Not this past Monday, but I think the week before when they were all out there in that ring and it went on forever, like past a commercial break. That was garbage television. But, I I mean, I guess I'm glad that they are um,
1: doing something, but dig me out of here, DC. If we're going to find some positivity here. Despite the fact that I'm least excited for the match... Dolph Ziggler and Rusev are two excellent wrestlers. The match itself is probably going to be good. I am just sick to death of the storyline, and I'm hoping that whoever wins this match, whether it's Ziggler or Rusev, and we'll get to our predictions in a minute, the story just ends. If I was doing things, I would be taking Rusev off television until Lana is healthy, and I would bring them back and pretend this whole thing never happened. Don't you think that's a little desperate?
0: Like, don't you think that just reeks of, oh, God, we mucked up. We can't get ourselves out of
1: this hole. I would appreciate them being able to do that instead of trying to salvage it somehow, which is never going to work. I would rather them come out and say, well, they don't even have to come out and say it, but just implicitly say, this didn't work out well. We're going to get a few months and Rusev comes back. He's not waving the Bulgarian flag. He's not the ultra national gimmick because that gimmick never works long term.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. You're going to have him come back and he's going to say, I don't start need him the waving American any flags.
1: flags. I just All want him and Lana right. coming out as he's the excellent wrestler because he is. She's the manager because that's what she would be. And they just move along with their careers and we forget that this whole love rhombus ever happened. Honestly,
0: I think I'd like to see their uh, I'd like to see their doppelganger sort of come out here when they come back. Maybe they you know, they have a nice English accent. They're all for the queen mother, you know, something like that. Very prim and proper top hats all around. You know, something to give well, the visuals. We've for heard
1: money. Lana's terrible Russian accent. I don't know if I want to hear Lana's terrible English accent. I'd like her to
0: Well, it can't be any worse than Becky but Lynch's that's terrible Irish accent.
1: It's still terrible. All right, you heard it here first. First controversy creates cast. The first controversy of the uh, of the day here on the Neighborhood Podcast. I actually, I, I actually don't. No, you think just it's, called it's, Becky Lynch uh, terrible.
0: Accent. It's just that she talks like she has marbles in her mouth all the time. The I headline don't think reads: I don't think she's Doc Manson her. Her thinks
1: Becky Lynch it. is terrible. That's the headline. All right, Ziggler okay or Rusev? Who do you got?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Ziggler, I guess. Um, and like you said, hopefully this puts it to rest. We can disappear for a little while. I guess Dolph Ziggler can go back to being a heel. Stick around with Summer Rae. I'm okay with that. They work well together. And uh, maybe you can put this whole thing I'm behind I'm going to agree as, as my prediction.
1: Dolph Ziggler wins. There is a heel turn. He's been teasing it for weeks. WWE loves foreshadowing with new, darker looks and everything. So. I mean,
0: I don't even know that it's really foreshadowing. He's been acting like a heel, giving presents to Samaria. I mean, I guess you could come out and say, oh, I was just doing it as a misdirection. But like, he's legitimately sort of been going behind Rusev's back and behind Lana's back. I know they were playing it off innocently at first as though he was being falsely accused. But at this point, he's just coming out giving presence, like, no hint of a side, anything. It, he's been acting like a heel ever since Lana sort of disappeared. He dropped that her like a bad That is all news habit, to me because, because I picture.
1: haven't been paying attention to this storyline enough to even know that that was going on. Dolph Ziggler wins. Yeah. All right, moving on. Fair enough. The next match, the match that I'm not very excited about, is John Cena versus Seth Rollins for the United States title. I feel like we've seen it before recently. I get the dual... Defense angle, which is fine, but I, I'm i not wild about this match. Do you think it main events, Night of Champions? Yes. The rumor Cena that has Rollins? been floating around is that Cena Rollins will main event. No. Nope. I don't care about I agree. Rumors. Not a chance. I don't think it happens. Chance. I think that's something that somebody posted online to get people angry, because I don't know if you know that out there, Twitter Land. Sometimes people just post things to get angry. They really don't they like really when John don't. Cena's in the main event. Nope. I, people just, they really don't.
0: And I don't know why, because John Cena is a workhorse, and he's, um, he's great. I, don't, I really don't have a problem with John Cena. Is his character stale? Sure. But you know what? He goes out there, he works hard, I think he's doing absolutely fine, he's still in great physical shape. You talk about guys who can just go. Mm-hmm. This guy's been going for over a decade. And he still is pretty phenomenal. I know he's doing these cruiserweight moves. You're not a big fan, and he probably shouldn't be doing them. But he's still out there trying new things. I mean, <laughs> and at this stage of his career, he's been out of the main event, with the exception of last month where it was the title versus title. But I mean, he's been they've been finding other things for him to do, keeping him out of that main event picture. He's been sort of, I mean, obviously I don't like what he did for. Owens overall but I mean that was a good feud for Owens to get him solidified in the main roster it turned out I think poorly Owens should have gotten a couple more wins over Cena but they have been doing other things with him that I think are perfectly
1: appropriate I don't know how you, you know, feel about I, I know it's, it's not great radio when all we do is just agree with each other, but with the exception of the fact that he is not a cruiserweight and needs to stop, you are a power lifter. Start doing some interesting power moves there, John. But I agree. And you know what? He's never going to be out of... We're never going to see a time when he's not in the main event at all. He's going to float in and out, but the fact that he's floating in and out, in and of itself, is impressive. So... I think this opens the show. This will be the first match of Night of Champions proper.
0: Yeah, it's got right. It's got to be either the opener or the closer, and clearly the main event is going to be the
1: heavyweight title yes. match. So, so this has to open. John the show. Cena, no Seth Rollins, United States title. Who do you think comes out with the belt? Would you like me to Jeez, go first? Not about this
0: ahead of time. There's a lot of different scenarios. I think Seth Rollins I, I mean, retains. You go ahead. Yeah, go Seth ahead.
1: Rollins at some point needs to beat John Cena clean. It could have happened at SummerSlam. SummerSlam is historically the pay per view where John Cena loses clean. Uh, for whatever reasons, John Stewart came out and gave some of the worst chair shots I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, <laughs> but I think this is the one. I, maybe I'm being uber-optimistic, in which case that's fine. But I think Seth Rollins beats John Cena relatively cleanly, which is as much as you can ask for in today's WWE, and keeps the United States title.
0: I mean, if you want to cement this guy's legacy, if you really think he's the next big thing, and frankly, I don't know why anybody in management would think that, but if they think that, you have him beat John Cena in the opening match, He retains that title, but he gets the holy hell kicked out of him doing it. And you get to the end of that show tonight, and, you know, if Seth Rollins happens to retain against Sting, if Sheamus comes out, catches in that briefcase, and Rollins still retains,
1: like, Mm -hmm. this man is It's beating two icons in a single night. Now, I'm not going to say whether or not I think that's going to happen, but... That certainly would be a way. Seth Rollins comes out tomorrow night on Raw, and he's a made man. He's the nose-break kid, the icon, the showstopper, call him what you will, you know. Well,
0: let's put it, I mean, but honestly, how, when was the last time the WWE got behind a guy like that? Like, really? Exactly. So that's another reason why I don't know necessarily that he's going to come off, you know, Taking all these belts, winning everything tonight because they—that's—that's that's a heavy investment, mm-hmm. and this, this is a company that is scared.
1: I, I know you of just don't want to toot my own reason. horn, but you know you probably read that article I wrote about why WWE is—you know—you did. It's okay. No, nope. um, why WWE I'm is so scared? It's you know they put all their weight behind Punk. He left. They put all their weight behind Brian. He got hurt. <laughs>
0: They they didn't put all their weight behind Punk. I mean, he was the heavyweight champion for, what, over 400 days, and he never mainvented a pay-per-view? Like, if anything, that's the reason why he left, because they treated him like garbage. And you can make the same argument, I mean, uh, not the same argument for Daniel Bryan, but even when they were pushing him to the moon and back, they did it begrudgingly. The I mean, it still it came across, anyways... As though they really did not want to push this guy, but they felt like they had to because of the crowd reaction. Again, I, I don't really feel like they did get behind either of those guys, except when they, you know, just made a money grab in Daniel Bryan's case because they saw this was happening. Whether well, they liked perhaps it or not. that is
1: a discussion for another day. Did you make your production yet? Who is winning, Cena or Rollins? Um. You know what? I'm going to say John
0: Cena. I like the storyline better if Rollins loses the first match, and it looks like he's not able to go for the match later in the night. So I'm going to go with Cena on this one.
1: Doc says Cena wins. I say Rollins wins. Moving on, the next match that I am not that excited about, at Brandon Mac NAI called him the Black Hole of Charisma, the Rye Black Hole of Charisma, if you will. Kevin Owens versus Ryback for the Intercontinental Title, and this is where you and I are going to differ. I can just sense it. I am terrified at how bad this match could potentially be. Your thoughts? All right. Well, we had saw another
0: friend in the neighborhood, I think, who asked us all to maybe to pull out what we thought was going to be our uh, Cody, Collier. At Cody Collier. Cody Collier,
1: thirty-seven.
0: Alright, Cody, my friend, let me tell you something here. I think that this has the potential, Ryback versus Owens, to be the best surprise of Night of Champions. Go for it. And let me tell you why. Because this is the chance for Ryback to prove all of you naysayers that he is perfectly capable of being led into a perfectly decent match. Now... You know, I chose my words very carefully. I'm not saying that Ryback is some sort of ring general. But I tend to believe he's got the pieces there. And with a guy like Owens, I think that Ryback could put together a very solid match. And these two could have a very solid feud. I mean, obviously, we saw a pretty bad promo on Raw this last week. But you know what? Ryback's strong suit is not talking. Um... Now, so, Brandon there, at Brandon Mac Nai on Twitter, was saying that he's a black hole of charisma, and I get that when he's talking. However, the Ryback who comes out to that pounding music, the guy who slaps his head and says, it's feeding time, and he's pumping his arm, feed me more, feed me more, he is connecting with that crowd in a way that I can only describe as charismatic, okay? So... Listen, I'm a big proponent, actually, of bringing back managers. Not every guy has to be able to talk. I think you probably feel the same way about that. And I think Ryback is a prime example of a guy who is perfectly capable of going. He's got the look. But he probably should keep his mouth shut until he gets, you know, better on the mic. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. He's had an awful long time to sort of improve. And I will say, I mean, he has improved on the mic, but you're right, it's still not where it needs to be. It is still sort of diva division era. Cody Collier
1: at Cody Collier 37. His question was what could be either the the, uh, the biggest surprise for good or bad. So I adjusted that to the biggest surprise good and the biggest surprise bad. And you're absolutely right. Ryback versus Owens is the chance for Ryback to prove us naysayers absolutely right if Kevin Owens arguably one of the better wrestlers in the WWE company can't get a good match out of Ryback then the Ryback experiment is over and it's time for him to pack up and go home this could be a stinker however you make a good point about managers because my biggest issue with Ryback besides the fact that the feed me more thing is just dumb is the fact that when he talks, he doesn't, the voice and the speech doesn't match the character. Now, if he had a manager, I might be able to get behind him a little bit more. If he had someone like a Paul Heyman, I'm not saying I want him to be a Heyman guy again, that didn't work the first time, but if he had someone like Heyman or someone like Xavier Woods, who I guess qualifies as a manager now, or even Lana with her British accent, if she comes back and assembles a stable, Rusev and Sir Ryback Pip Pip, pip, cheerio, I'm Sir Ryback Feed me more, please, a little bit more tea and crumpets, thank you Then I could get behind him a little more but I am terrified that this match is going to be terrible Go for it Let me ask you a question When is the last
0: time that Ryback had a terrible match? He had a good match against the Big Show. You make a valid point. If he can have a good match against the Big
1: Show, can't Ryback have a pretty great match with Kevin Owens? I think he could. I would think so. I don't necessarily know that he will. You make an excellent point his matches against the Big Show were good. However... In order to wrestle someone who is is seven foot four, 500 pounds, there's a certain type of style you have to wrestle. You have to use more aerial moves. You have to mm-hmm. use more of that kind of thing.
0: Listen, listen, I know what you're saying, and there's another big guy in the company who was actually, in his day, fairly athletic, who could actually kind of move around a little bit. It's one of the reasons why I really liked Vintage Kane, okay? He slowed down a little bit as he's gotten older, but... He was a versatile big guy for a long time, and even he has had stinker matches against the Big Show. Ryback got a good match out of him. All I'm saying is, it looks I,
1: like he's got the talent of the tools. You may be right. Next week when we do this podcast, I may be have, have crafted a handwritten letter of apology to you and all the Ryback fans, all six of them out there. Nope. Nope. I'm not I want you hat. to eat your hat. You don't have to wear a hat, but I'm going to make you a me. hat, and you're going to eat it.
0: Now Maybe I'll make the hat out of bologna or cheese or something like that. I,
1: and you'll actually you have to put it on your head for at least five eat seconds, the hat challenge. and then you're going to eat it. All right. Um, eat the hat challenge. I will one last point on this. Kane and Big Show, two monsters. When two giants fight, it never goes well. That's the last thing I'll say. But I could be wrong, but I'm terrified about this match. The match I am not terrified about is the next one I have on my list, and this is actually the one that I think could surprise a lot of people as being one of the better matches of the night because it doesn't take place on Night of Champions, technically. It takes place on the pre-show. The Cosmic Wasteland, Stardust and the Ascension, is taking on Neville and the Lucha Dragons, and I am very excited about this match. What about you?
0: Yep. This is going to be a fantastic match. Everything that Stardust touches right now, contrary to what I want to say, turns to dust. Does not. In fact, it turns to gold. gold. He's going to be back soon. He should be healthy. And that, here's the thing. I, I liked what they were doing with Stardust and King Barrett, the Cosmic Kings. But they dropped that so quickly. Uh, I'm not really sure why. But... Now they're moving on to Stardust and the Ascension. And I just question whether or not he's going to drop the Ascension as quickly as you he dropped. You think this is his thing? Barrett. I hope that he doesn't. I, well, maybe it is. Maybe they're going to have him burn through all his potential friends, and then eventually he's just going to be this one crazy guy in a corner, which is probably what he should be anyways, right? But, I mean, I don't know. It, hopefully they do. This has potential. I think they could do a lot with that teaming. But I just don't know if this is really going to be a long-term thing or not. I could easily see Neville, Lucha Dragons going over here, and Stardust kicking the living dust out of the Ascension. You know? I, I, mean, I don't
1: think that's going to happen, but that's a compelling story, to watch Stardust go through five or six different partners, and he winds up on his own, and then potentially the only person left is Goldust. And so maybe there's a reunion there Maybe that's when he comes out of the Stardust thing And gets rid of the paint I don't know But I do think there's a story there However, I think this Cosmic Wasteland thing sticks around If only because it is doing so many good things for both of them The Ascension suddenly has something to do Besides talk Which, like Ryback The Ascension should not pick up a microphone Ever And it gives Stardust a chance to be the leader. Agreed. And he seems to be doing a great job, you know, having some, you know, leadership skills. I think this match could be great. Stardust is an excellent talent. Neville is great. Kalisto is great. Sincara stinks, but what are you going to do for now until Kalisto gets his singles run? So he is terrible. Sincara stinks? Have you ever actually sat what? and watched the number of times he screws up during a match?
0: I mean, before, sure, but I kind of thought that the uh and Cara oh, was
1: a little less of a botch. Just take a minute when that, you have some free time. Go back and watch some of his matches. He's screwing up Hurricane Ranas. He's screwing up. You know, he's terrible. the The sooner Kalisto gets his singles, Rey Mysterio esque push the better. That's all I'll say. And I don't mind the Ascension in the ring as the kind of brutal, beat down type people, so I think this match could be good. I've got the Cosmic Wasteland getting the win here. They need some momentum so Stardust can actually have something to do. Your thoughts?
0: I think you're probably right. That makes the most sense. You know what's occurring um, to me? Although... I
1: mean, what's going to happen if Neville wins, or if they lose? What is Neville doing next? What is he doing? We need to what, make what sure Neville we doing? put a thing. I don't think we actually made predictions on Owens and Ryback. We need to go back to that in a minute. But I, I, I don't oh, say Kevin uh, Ryback Owens Owens wins, well wins the away. IC title. All right. So back to Neville. Um, I don't know. I don't know that Neville ever had a real legitimate shot. He's a great wrestler, but he's small. And small talents, unless sure you have Seth Rollins' verbal ability... And even Seth Rollins is taller. Sit. And
0: even I don't know. Yeah, Seth Rollins' verbal ability I don't think is great. I think it's you know upper level good, but I don't think he's like an all time great. He's not charismatic like you know your Austin. You don't need. Rocks. He's not incredible. That that much my much
1: favorite wrestler of the ki- uh, as a kid, Bret the Hitman Hart, wasn't fantastic on the mic. No. He was not, and that's actually you know, a, a good lot of comparison people make the Seth comparisons Michaels, to uh, Shawn Michaels, and I've been calling Seth the nosebreak kid for a couple of weeks, so I'm okay with that. But there's a mm-hmm. there's a comp- there's a comparison. I stumbled on that word for a minute. There's a comparison you can make with Bret Hart as well. So I don't know what happens next with Neville. Yep. I think eventually Neville fights the Big Show because they love those David versus Goliath type.
0: I mean, you look at this match and. You've got Stardust, Neville, and Callisto, and these are all little itty-bitty guys. Um, it's just kind of, I don't know, just a sudden observation that they're all sort of just thrown into this one match together. Like, they have to let the little guys fight the little so guys. So you're saying this Where's is Let's put on the the pre-show, in your
1: is that what you're saying? Uh, that's not what I'm saying,
0: but it seems to be Maybe what they're trying to tell Maybe we see
1: Neville go on to face... Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title or Ryback for the Intercontinental title. You know, you don't need to have one good guy and one bad guy to have a match or a feud put together. Neville should be contending for these belts, so maybe that's where he goes. Next, I have our main event fifth. There are a couple of matches I'm enjoying more than that Sting versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I agree with you. I don't think you put the World Heavyweight title on first. I don't care how popular John Cena is.
0: I mean unless you're uh you know unless you're CM Punk and you're the champion then you can go on Wasn't first. that when there were that, two world titles? Uh, yeah, though? you can't do that.
1: So that yeah, was a it different was different era. I don't think you right. end the match. You end with a minor title. So I think Sting versus Rollins is the main event. I'm excited for it. There's only a couple of matches ahead of it. I think Sting, despite being 56 years old, can still put on a great match. He's in there with another one of those ring generals and Seth Rollins. I think Seth will bring out the best in Sting. Your thoughts on the match, the feud and your production. Uh, I think it's going to be a good match. Um,
0: Sting, hopefully, can still go. I, Had he had an okay match with Triple H at WrestleMania, I, it wasn't you know anything to be super impressive. But I guess, like you said, Sting's an older guy now. You're not really going to get anything too wowing out of him, I don't think. Uh, comparisons to The Undertaker could maybe be made at this stage of both their careers. And um, it's going to be solid. It'll be a fun match. I don't think Sting wins. Uh, I, I mean, maybe he does, but... He could get a short title reign. I, he, they probably want to put that belt on him eventually for just a little bit to say that he did it. But I don't know. I just – I feel like Seth Rollins could really What well, You say that, wind. and you're
1: right. He could. But at the same time, you also said earlier that you, the story that's most preferable to you would be for him to lose both titles. True? Or lose – no, I don't. I don't think
0: that's true. No, uh, I, I really don't think it matters one way or the other. I, I do think that if he loses the U.S. title and it looks like he can't go for the second match with Sting, I think that's a good storyline. Oh, okay. uh, and then he does pull out the win at the end. I think that's probably the best storyline uh, that I can think of. But I don't, I don't know. I don't feel too strongly about it either way. I mean, at the end of the day, I really, I really think about it. Does Rollins? need to beat Sting to submit his legacy? No. I don't think I'm ever going to be more or less impressed with Seth Rollins than I am right now. Uh, he's good. He's solid. But him beating Sting doesn't really do anything for me personally. In, in put order something for in the Seth record Rollins, books, in order for it. this
1: win to mean something, WWE would have had to present Sting as somebody that is huge and beating him is this overwhelming thing. And when you lose your first match at WrestleMania, I know that DX and the NWO got involved, but when you lose your first match at WrestleMania, and every time you come out, you're wearing a T-shirt, your paint's a little sweaty, you're not presenting this mythical icon that getting beaten or beating him is a good thing. It's just he's a guy. Sting's just another guy. Having said that, yeah, it's- I'm going to go ahead and say that that guy is winning, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship tonight. I do think they want to put the belt on him. I do think having Sting as the champion allows for a couple more things. I do think that Sting eventually leads us to John Cena's 16th title reign. I think there's that going on. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Sting wins the title.
0: Hey, I, I would be okay with that. Like I said, I do think Sting needs that belt at some point. I... I guess, like you were saying, the thing that bothers me most about this match is, while I know the history of Sting, and I know him as the icon, they haven't done a very good job of presenting him. I think I made an argument a couple weeks ago that that doesn't really matter, because that legacy is already already there, and people have an idea of what they think Sting is, even if they don't actually know. And I still think that that is true, but I guess more so the way they've presented this feud has just kind of coming up within the last month not doing anything too serious about it. It just kind of seems like they're just slipping this in there. It's, it, mm-hmm. it,
1: it, should,
0: it, should, it should feel sting to me is an afterthought,
1: does. and maybe that's because he's a WCW guy, and even after 20 years or however long it's been, 15 years, Vince McMahon's not going to give a whole lot of attention to a WCW guy. Maybe it's like the boys on n a i pod said, None of the guys in the creative staff have any idea who Sting is. You know, they don't hire wrestling fans. They hire television Mm. writers. So these guys probably are like, who's the guy that looks like the crow? And why should we care? And they don't know. So they're not going to write really great, compelling stories. He's going to, you know, do inappropriate things with a statue. That's what Sting is uh, to them. So do you... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that said, I think I'm going to make my prediction as Rollins
0: wins this match. He comes out on Monday night, and he cements his his legacy as the Icon Killer, and then Randy Orton comes out and says, No! I'm the Legend Killer! And then they have a nice uh, garbage feud that I cannot pay attention to. They they
1: would make sense in Hell in a Cell, to be honest. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them. Um, Does Sheamus have an impact on the title match? Does he try to cash in? Does... I mean, I can't imagine any scenario
0: where he doesn't try to cash in. Because Rollins is already going twice in one night. Like, if... Okay. I I said I can't imagine a scenario, but I can, obviously. But if you were... If this were real life, and you were a Money in the Bank briefcase holder, and you saw the champion take two matches in one night you would have to figure that your shot of beating him, even if it was a third match where he wasn't um, beat up too badly beforehand, he's going to be so tired at that point mm-hmm. that you he would, would probably so. roll the dice on that, wouldn't you? So, logically, it makes sense for Sheamus to do so. Now, on the actual you know, business side of things, I can make a scenario up. Nothing to do with storylines, we're simply... Seth has already been in two matches tonight. He's going to be tired. Uh, he's our big guy right now. We don't want to put him through too much, so we'll just have no word from Sheamus mm-hmm. because we don't want to tire out our guy too badly. I mean, so that's the scenario. It doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective at all for Sheamus not to show let- his face, um, unless you know Seth
1: Rollins is absolutely dominant in his matches tonight. Which I let me ask you a question. Possibly this see just being the literally case really popped into my head at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins came out to cash in before the match was officially over. Rollins pinned Reigns and won the title, despite the fact that Brock Lesnar walked into that match as champion. If we see something... Seamus exactly, cashes in and Sting... If runs Sheamus. in to try to cash in at the end, <laughs> and then Sting winds up beating Seamus, does Sting then win the world title? that might now I would say of course he does. I mean that's the precedent they that set at WrestleMania when become it becomes my a triple threat prediction so. Sheamus comes in. I wasn't thinking he was going to play a role. I, you know, I figured Sheamus would make sense as a potential feud for Sting somewhere down the line. But Sheamus comes in, is in the title or cashes in the briefcase. Sting beats Sheamus. Rollins has now lost his title without actually being pinned and now no, no. It's more likely Rollins retains his title off of Sheamus but That could happen as well. Stick. But now my prediction involves Sheamus, which didn't happen before. So, uh, which is which is sad yeah. for Sheamus. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, those are great scenarios, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. They why and would they put the belt any sense on for Sheamus him to now? Have the title I, at this point, he's not that kind of. He's not a main event guy right now. But it's sad that he had the briefcase only to serve this storyline purpose, if that's the case. All right. That reminds we, yep. me of Damien Sandow. Uh, I got to tell you, if I'm guaranteed that Sheamus has some way to play in this, that match now bumps up a little bit in terms of the matches I'm excited about. Next up, we have our Divas title match. Nikki Bella, the all-time reigning, historical, in-the-book, cemented, concrete, all-time Divas champion, best women's wrestler in the stratosphere. See what I did there? Taking on Charlotte. Um, I think this meant... Ma- nope. 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 Okay. One nope thing. Before
0: we talk about the match, it's going to happen at Night of Champions. I want to talk a little bit oh, about right. Monday we Night, night about and what happened, happened on Monday Night. And I don't want to talk about the match necessarily, Charlotte versus Nikki Bella. What I want to talk about is the reaction that I saw on Twitter with a lot of people outraged that Nikki, um, in the end, was declared the victor of that match, thereby making it so that she was the longest reigning Divas Champion of all time. I mean, the only thing I have to say is, how can you possibly be mad about that? You, you knew, you knew that was happening for months now. It's been obvious that she was going to retain. And if anything, you, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, oh, this is the worst decision, creative, what's wrong with you? Didn't creative do their job? Didn't creative make you believe for a fraction of a moment that Charlotte maybe was going to win that match, even though months ago we knew Nikki Bella was going to get that um, that record book, that record. We knew Nikki was going to win that record. So... Didn't Creative actually pull a fast one? Isn't that what you're really mad about? Is that Creative got one over on you? They made you believe? Aren't you mad that you were gullible and that you actually bought in to the story? Isn't that what you're really saying when you make those types of comments
1: on Twitter after a match like that? Now, I wrote again. You didn't read it. But I wrote an article in which I actually thought that this was all... When Vince McMahon gets on Twitter, or whomever Vince McMahon pays to be his Twitter person, and talked about the Bellatron, I started to be like, you know what? This actually seems like that kind of thing. They're pushing it almost too hard. And so I really thought that Charlotte was going to win, and literally at the last minute, with hours to spare, hours to spare. They got you. That Charlotte was going to win, and yes, in that sense, they got me. I think what people mostly were complaining about was what is with the was what a blatantly just bad way they did it. You know, the twin magic. When was the last time that Brie and Nikki Bella actually looked alike?
0: Well, yeah, it's been a while, but they've been doing this stuffed, um, the stuffed the stuffed booby twin magic thing for. A while what ever was, since Brie Bella turned is, heel, the they've been doing it off again? and on What'd for the say? last six months. Stuffed booby um, twin magic. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't have a really good term for this, but but no, they've been padding out her. Um, that her chest every time they've done twin magic? I I don't watch women's wrestling. What do, you do mean? they Actually, pad this? Oh yeah, yeah, and. It, They've been they been patting her chest every time that so you know when they're going to try twin magic in a match now because you just look at Brie Bella. when she comes out if her um you know bosom is ample uh, they're going to be doing something and every single time they do that they at the end she pulls the padding out and she throws the tissue paper like in the air like when they're on the ramp celebrating they've been doing it for off and on they haven't been doing it regularly I, but they have been doing it off and on for months attention. months.
1: Uh, so I think people were upset at that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that Nikki just beat Charlotte. It wasn't that she rolled out of the ring and took the count out, which would have made more sense. Why would she actually try to compete in that match? Just leave. Be like, wait for the bell to ring and be like, I'm going to take my title. You're going to win by count out. I'm going to get the record. See you later. That would have made more sense. To, but to have Charlotte win yeah, and then to have too. Stephanie come out and to be like, well, you know, the, the she didn't really beat the right person. And,
0: Yeah, but I mean, all that does... Yeah, 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 yeah. But think about it this way. Nikki Bella's a heel. It it makes sense for her record to be won that way. And, you know, 20 years down the line when they're accepting Ah. their fifth entry into the Hall of Fame... Um, you're not going to remember that they were a heel when that happened, anyways, and it's not going to matter. All you're going to know is that she has the record, and in terms of Stephanie McMahon, she's also a heel. So coming out and delivering that kind of wishy washy, flaky news, but she's not a heel when it comes to women's wrestling.
1: She brought she brought forth the Diva's Revolution. She's supposed to be the one that's you know being the champion.
0: No, you're right, but you have to remember, despite her doing that she is a heel and at any and point
1: is going to do did, was things. there a segment with the bellas and stephanie indicating that there was some sort of collusion there was there but why would you presume that stephanie's
0: character is only segregated to one portion of the roster that doesn't make any sense either they may not have established her heel like nature in that scenario
1: but that doesn't mean it that so, doesn't mean that it's Ste- not true stephanie so, Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon. Um, mm-hmm. So, she, she's a fan of every heel. So, you know, she goes backstage. She's hanging out with, you know, Rusev. But you're
0: oh, I didn't indicating, say that. So, I didn't so say that.
1: what you're saying. Let me see if I got this.
0: Listen, I think there's actually a pretty... I think there's actually a pretty big disconnect in the show, how the Authority only cares about the main event, and you never see them commenting about anything else ever. I think that's garbage. I think if the Authority's really supposed to be there, running this place, like I think they should be touching the other parts of the show, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Why would they care so much about that one division and not touch anything else on the show? It makes everything else look like Amateur Hour. It looks like it doesn't matter, and maybe that's the case, but it makes it really look like you as a company doesn't think any of this stuff matters matters, because your top talents, who are running the company, ostensibly, aren't involved. I, I think that's actually shouldn't be happening.
1: I think that they should be involved in more places. I like agree with you. In this case that case it should happen. Um, but the fact that she randomly decided to come out and make some sort of authoritative decree on this match struck me as a little odd. Having said that, I don't think any of this matters, because tonight... I believe Charlotte wins the Divas title. And tomorrow night on Raw, the Divas title goes away. I think a new women's championship comes up. Maybe it looks like the WCW title because she's a flair. And Nikki Bella is the longest reigning champion and is also, you know, quote unquote, technically the last champion because they just get rid of this history. Now AJ Lee is a complete afterthought and they move on with a revolution and a new title. That's my prediction.
0: That's a good prediction. I'm going to uh, harken back to our friend of the neighborhood, Cody. He was asking us for oh our God. best and worst surprises oh of gosh. the night. And I believe that this match is my worst surprise in Night of Champions. And by that, I'm going to say that Nikki Bella retains the Divas title. And if that happens, I by all means, I'm classifying that as the worst surprise of the night. I don't want this to happen, but Production. it's still my prediction. Because... Production hashtag production, and you know, it, I think Nikki wins this match, and she just goes on and keeps running over all the other divas who came up from NXT. It puts the the divas revolution into a casket and buries it not six feet underground, but like eighteen. It just authoritatively stamps out any chance that we had. Of so the divas revolution
1: in your mind was just a way to give the Bellas more opponents to beat. Yes. And
0: I think that would be the worst surprise I, of night of champions if that's true, but I think that there's a good chance that that's I would agree exactly with you. that would become
1: on. the worst surprise. Cody at Cody Collier, 37, I was going in terms of which match would be the most disappointing, but you're right. If that result happens, that hashtag cancel WWE Network is coming back.
0: And but, but think about another thing, though. Another reason why I actually think this might be likely, as much as I don't want it to happen. Think about all the guys and girls that they bring up from NXT. They've all come in had a little bit of a push that really seemed to sort of make them, and then they just fade in the background. What's Neville doing? We're just talking about how we have no idea what Neville's really up to. What is the Ascension doing? They're essentially just wasting away. Where's Emma now? Oh, back in NXT. What's Paige doing? Losing week after week. What's Owens doing? Oh, he's in the mid-card facing Ryback. All the NXT guys who come to the main roster have this NXT curse about them. Where's Bo Dallas, Brent? Uh... DC. Where is, where is Bo? He's where is Bo Dallas? He's Tell me where Bo is.
1: Bo Wyatt, B-E-A-U. He's going to be French now. Or Cajun, at least.
0: But, you, you, I mean, you hear what I'm saying, though. I, this is just, it's, I'm going to call it right here, hashtag NXT curse. All the people who come up from NXT, they just end up getting lost. I don't want to say buried, but just lost in the mid-card shuffle. I mean, so do you really think that Charlotte is going to be immune to this? Do you really think that Becky Lynch is immune to the NXT curse? Uh, do you think Sasha Banks is immune to the can NXT curse? Can I tell NXT you curse? some people who are immune sure to the hope NXT so, curse? But
1: you can go ahead sure. and tell me some. Your people. Your world and United States who, who, who champion Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, to a lesser extent. He's oh yeah, Dean Ambrose. He's really doing match. so well. He's on the card. He's only on the card also an NXT associating alumni. with Roman Reigns.
0: You have to... I, right. And so, you're right. I will give you
1: credit Biggie to Langston. Rollins
0: and Reigns. I don't know... He is oh, one-third yeah, of he your Langston, tech. Really Do not be negative about
1: the New Day.
0: Look, I like Big E. Langston, and I like, to some degree, the New Day. But, come on, man. The tag teams on the entire main roster are an afterthought, practically. Practically, I mean, i and just being one part of a three-person tag team. I'm sorry, but that could be anybody on
1: that team, and it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's now Big is Pete this Langston, really an NXT curse? Because hashtag NXT curse is good. I think that's going to get some play there. But is it really an NXT curse, or is it just the fact that the vast majority of wrestlers today are come up through NXT, and so it's just the fact that they're only pushing a handful of people and it just so happens that a bunch of the people that they're not pushing came up through NXT I
0: mean you make a good point it's probably more hold on where's my dictionary the what you, endemic that they are... spell that for
1: me please <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, whatever but I do think that it is endemic of the fact that they are, have trouble creating new talent and they they don't like getting behind guys. It's just, and you're right. Whether it's really because they're NXT or it's just because they're relatively unknown quality
1: quantities, I, I, I don't really okay. know. Hold hold on. Which endemic. is endemic? Adjective, but, regularly found among particular people or in a certain area. Okay, you can tell you actually have that PhD because this is a, that's a science word there, my friend.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, but. Yeah, at the end of the day, I just I haven't really seen anybody come out of NXT. I mean, you made good two good examples there with Rollins and Reigns. You're, you're absolutely right. Adam Rose of those is guys, back. I don't I mean, know if you saw exceptions. NXT, and we
1: won't cover a lot of NXT today because this is the Night of Champions show. But Adam Rose is back in NXT with such a bad gimmick that it's obvious they got irritated at him for trying to get back to being Leo Leo Kruger on Twitter and they were just like we're putting nerd glasses on you and your job is to be the party pooper that's your job now did you see that? did you see how terrible that was? no it it was a perfectly good segment Tyler Breeze was there Bull Dempsey showed up and Adam Rose ruined it so but but I do agree that this is a Wonderful. problem that speaks more to the creative in general than necessarily the curse of NXT. Though we'll see, you know, whether yeah. or not whether or not Kevin Owens becomes a main I sure event hope I'm in wrong. the next twelve months. I don't know, but Sami Zayn's going to be called up soon. Finn Balor's probably going to be called up soon. This Apollo Cruise, Samoa Joe, maybe these guys are. You know, will be interesting to see as the years go on and as we enter our 50th and 100th and 1,000th neighborhood podcast, it will be interesting to see where they wind up and if this NXT curse is actually a thing. All right, so you think that Nikki wins. I think Charlotte wins. That brings us to our next match, and we were just talking about this, this match is full of NXT call-ups. We have the Wyatt family. Ray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman, taking on Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Beef Stroganoff. Please, please, please. Sorry. Beef Stroganoff. And a currently unknown third partner.
0: Oh, unknown or hashtag tall and I'm sure
1: you didn't see the video. Ambrose and Reigns had a backstage interview with some WWE interviewer, and they said their partner was either going to be the great Khali or Savio Vega. Which I'm okay. I'm okay with that. So before we get to the match right. itself, are you predicting Baron Corbin? Is he the third person?
0: Uh, well, here's actually something else I would like to uh, throw out there. Instead of Baron Corbin, what about the Uso other Usos?
1: Or injured Usos? I don't know. Is he still injured? quite a while. How long has he been on television? Are they really going to unveil? Because the reason Mm. this match is so high for me is not that I'm a fan of Roman Reigns. I'm really not. It's not that I'm a fan of the Wyatts, which I am. It's that I love mystery partners. And are they going to... uh, Is the mystery partner the biggest surprise of Night of Champions going to be an Uso? That's where they're... going. If so, hey, hashtag uh worse. Like, there, there are some other night, surprises right? that I that I would say, you know, it's possible Kane makes an appearance here. I wouldn't be thrilled about that, but I'd be okay with it. You know, I can I because he might like be Kane. back, he puts a mask on, maybe I don't know. There's no real reason for it, but it could be. You know, they yeah, I would rather see the big show be their tag team partner than injured Uso.
0: I mean you have to figure if they're trying to stop beef stroganoff, then they they're, they they got to go for a big guy, somebody who they want mm. to sort of push as a monster, right? Which is why Baron Corbin probably Except makes a lot of tall, sense.
1: And he is terrible. So who's your Agreed. who's your who's but your production? I mean, who is the third? Who else man? could they get? Don't say introduce. So don't depress me like that.
0: I I think the introduce so is entirely possible. Um, I I mean, I guess I would say... I guess I would say Baron Corbin would be preferable. I just I can't think All of anybody right, I got else. Two, Maybe it could just be two, some unknown. I'm, I'm I don't cheating know. and
1: going with two potential options. There's the likely option, and there's the surprise. The likely option is Cesaro. He is currently not booked on this card. He is strong enough to probably pick up beef stroganoff maybe can't toss him around but i think Cesaro's the likely option that's the easy way to go he's already there anyways just put a you know put him in black pants and a vest and send him out there you don't think so uh
0: i i, I don't think so my I don't other prediction is and i've here. written
1: about this is a guy named Dylan Miley, who is another guy who is in the NXT development system, but I don't think you've ever seen him on TV. But if you get the chance, Google a picture of him. He's not as tall as Beef Stroganoff, but there's a picture of Stroganoff. That's what I'm going to call him now. Finn Balor's in the middle, and Dylan Miley's on the end, and (laughs) Finn Balor looks like El Torito because Dylan Miley has hands that are bigger than... So he's a guy, he would be that okay. surprise. You match an unknown with an unknown two power guys who don't have to do a whole lot. Cause the other wrestlers take care of the action. Those are my two predictions. I'm hoping it's Miley. I won't be terribly disappointed if it's Cesaro. So, uh, who do you think Fair wins enough. this match? The Wyatts and Amber? I'm hoping this feud is over soon though. I could see it bleeding out into hell in a cell just because they could put him in a cell. Um, Man, I think ideally the
0: Wyatts win this match. Um, and, you know, there's some sort of turn that happens somewhere in there and something interesting happens. But I mean, otherwise, Hashtag it Wyatt. doesn't matter who wins this match. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just.
1: Otherwise, yeah, if otherwise, you had had the rankings, because I, I did the rankings before we got on the air. If you had had to do these rankings, would this be anywhere near the top for you? Um, I mean, based off of the mystery partner thing, it'd probably be in the top half. For, yeah. But I, I don't know if it would have made, made it above and, and the only reason it is, besides the fact that I like Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper should be world champion at some point, um, is the mystery partner. That's really the only reason it gets that high of a booking. I think Ambrains wins, but I hope... The Wyatts win. I just don't see it happening, you know. Roman Reigns, for better or worse, is getting pushed as the next guy. And so he's got to have some of these victories under his belt in order to do so. But... So what if Roman Reigns Reigns becomes exponentially more interesting to me if he's a heel? Roman Reigns becomes exponentially more interesting to me if Dean Ambrose turns heel. Both of them become exponentially more interesting to me Agreed. if whoever their mystery partner is turns heel. I, I hope it's not Eric Rowan, but... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, God, it could be Eric Rowan. He's not supposed to be back from his injury oh until November, but you never know, he could be healthy early.
0: Yeah, Oh that, man, that's a strong possibility. Uh, yeah, but I mean, okay, going back to the thing with Roman Reigns possibly turning heel, I mean, they've seen that no matter what they do, people... Would, there's a loud subsection yes. of the audience who just wants to boo him now, and I don't think that they're going to be able to get away from that. So if you turn him heel, you sort of embrace that, and you just Hashtag go for broke and hope, the hope he can turn himself into an anti-hero.
1: Uh, yeah, need to I, do I that. Mean, with I think Eva that's Marie. a strong
0: possibility for his character. Because even with like you know all the you know all the um, fans who think Roman Reigns is you know a dreamy stud. Turning no. him heel, I don't think, really ruins that yeah. image. If anything, it no. just makes him more of
1: a bad I, boy. So. I, you turn him heel, uh, bring Eva Marie up now, make them a power couple. I know Roman Reigns is probably married or something, or Eva's married, but oh, put them together on screen and just embrace the hate. You know what? People wanted to... People were booing New Day God, until they watchable. turned heel, and then they cheered New Day. Because they were being... you know, If you let Roman Reigns be a bad guy... Who knows what happens? Speaking of New Day, that brings us to our most exciting, my most exciting match. I love the tag team division, even if it is an afterthought, as you said, the New Day defends their titles against the Dudley boys. I like the matchup. I love all the people involved in it. Xavier Woods is going to be amazing. Hopefully he eats a trombone at some point. What do you think? (laughs)
0: I think it's going to be a good match I think the New Day probably wins I question whether or not the Dudleys Are really here long term Or if they're just here to try to uh, Short term sort of provide enhancement To the division I could definitely see that being the case And if so you would want New Day to To uh, retain Mm -hmm. And get that win over I think the Dudleys are at least here
1: until TLC in December It makes And so in which case I'm going to go Bradford. ahead. I left this one blank because I decided I was just going to pick the opposite of whatever you picked. So I'll go ahead and say that the Dudleys win. I think they <laughs> are going to have the tag team title at some point. Might as well be now. Um, they can take... But why?
0: I mean, they're already the tag yes. team with the most tag team championships in the world, right? Getting 24. one more gets all, them to 10. If you count all the companies. But Yeah, but that's not the ones they talk about on WWE television. I think the whole idea is they
1: need, you know, the Dudleys, as much as we love to see them back, to a lot of fans are relatively unknown. You don't know who these guys are if you've just been watching in the John Cena era. So you give them the title, builds up a little bit of their legitimacy, whether it's New Day that beats them for the titles later, whether you push the Usos if they wanted to go that way, um, or whatever team winds up taking the titles off of them, it means more if they've been the champions for a month or two than not. I could see the New Day winning. Like I said, I can go either way here. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. I'm going to go ahead and say the Dudleys win to give them some legitimacy and to whoever beats them now can say they beat them for the titles. You know, whether it's the primetime players or the Lucha Dragons, that would be a fun matchup to see the small guys versus the bigger guys. So that's my prediction. All right, match of the night. When right. when we tweet tomorrow morning before you, we both have to go to those evil jobs of ours cuz some generous billionaire doesn't pay us to sit at home and watch wrestling all day. Um uh, which match do you think is going to be the match of the night? Looking at your looking at your card. Hmm. Gotta go right back Owens I think it can be a good match I think you made a very good point with 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 your big show He had some good matches there I think it's
0: I think honestly I think it's gonna Rollins and Cena Has potential to be pretty good But we've seen that match Rollins-Sting I think will be less good Than Rollins-Cena Because I don't think Sting is quite as capable In the ring anymore I do think it's gonna be a solid good match But it's not gonna wow us um the only the only thing on this card that wrestling wise could wow us I think is potentially Owens and mm-hmm. I mean ziggler Rusev could maybe have match of the night but
1: no no again From just a, just a match standpoint, it match, could be very so. very good but
0: Nikki I mean Charlotte Nikki could yeah. be a good match no, I'm I'm going to go Nikki's ahead and say it. the tag team title right. match tag so, team uh,
1: matches if you went back and looked at the pay per views of 2015. The tag team matches, whether it had Kodaro in it, whether it had the Usos in it, the tag team matches have been some of the best matches on every pay per view on a month to month basis. I think you add, you've got Biggie and Kofi, who are both excellent. You've got Dudley and or, Bubba and Devon, who are both very good. Xavier at ringside doing Xavier things. I think that one can steal the show. So, uh, let me check the thing. I think that about settles it we got to Brandon's topic we got to Cody's topic we got to Tyler's topic any final thoughts on Night of Champions?
0: I expect it to be a good solid show um, I wish that I maybe saw brighter things coming
1: out of the pay-per-view but well let's, let's look it'll ahead it'll be a good bit. solid the three hours pay-per-view of pay-per-view in October is Hell in a Cell that's going to have at least one cell match possibly two Do you have a prediction or a production as to what the cell match likely will be next month? If you gaze into your orb of crystal? I
0: mean there's too there's too many variables. But right now looking at looking at at this, because obviously begin to call it. Whether... I don't know who Rollins comes out ahead. I don't know if Sting comes out ahead. I don't know if Sheamus comes out ahead. It all depends on who the champion is. And even then, like, who could possibly have a big enough grudge to go in the Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins? I can't really pick anybody. I don't think there's anybody on that card where they've built up a good enough grudge where Hell in a Cell makes sense. Sting, Mm -hmm. same thing. Sting is never around, so he doesn't have anything built in. Sheamus, same thing. So... All the people who could potentially leave this show as heavyweight champion. Why is there going to be, be, to be a Hell in Cell next month?
1: I Main event. I don't think last year. Last year's was. I think Dean and Seth, well, Seth and they weren't the main event right then. That was when.
0: Well, in which case, that's the what the I thought. I, I was even out hope
1: cell. before that maybe randomly we see Brock and Taker in a cell, but I don't think that's happening. You know, it's a feud that would fit there, but I don't think that's happening. I think that gets saved for WrestleMania. I mean, based off of the personal nature of it, oh,
0: God. you could see Ziggler-Rusev in there. Although, although, like I said, that feud has really lost steam now that Lana's gone. And then I guess you could, I guess you could put Owens-Rye mm-hmm. back in there just because there are a couple of big guys who could do some
1: nasty stuff in a cage. But I, I don't I know that that's going to that make that a better Emirates match. Is my the obvious choice? And if I'm thinking outside the box, Paige is turning heel on Charlotte one of these days. If if Charlotte wins the title and Paige turns mm. heel, have we ever seen a women's uh, cell match before? I don't think so. I don't know if it would be any good, but no. Yeah, that's a good point. That could be really good. And actually, you know,
0: I could see Dudley's new day in a cell as well. It's not that's really a true. grudge thing, but it that's plays true. to the All Dudley's right, strengths. So
1: let's wrap up with, let's do a quick recap of our predictions. I name the match, you tell me who wins, and we'll get on out of here.
0: I don't know that I can necessarily match what I said earlier in the show. All right, well, then I don't remember back that far. people can go
1: through and check the audio tape and find out. <laughs> All right, pre-show, Cosmic Wasteland versus Neville and the Dragons. I think you yep. said the... Co- we agreed oh, on God, the Cosmic I don't remember race. anything I said about this. Uh, I'm pretty sure we said that. We were wondering what was okay, going to sure. happen with yeah. Neville. But we had... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cena versus Rollins, U.S. title. Yeah, let's go with that. I say Rollins. Um, New Day versus Dudley for the tag titles. I say Dudley's. Dolph Ziggler versus Recep in Day. the Nobody Cares match. Ziggler. Charlotte versus Nikki. Ziggler. I'll say Charlotte, Dear Owens God, versus Ryback, not, Nikki. Owens, Wyatts versus right Ambrose. I think you said the Wyatts before, hmm. but you're, you're... um, right, well, I said, I hope Ambrans, the Wyatts, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wyatts versus Whites, Rollins for the heavyweight title, Sheamus. <laughs> Alright, and I'm gonna go no, ahead sting. And say sting sting. as well. Alright. We will find out in ten and a half hours when Night of Champions comes to you live on the WWE network. I will be doing my best to live tweet until I fall asleep. Will you be there live tweeting Doc Manson? Alright. He's Doc Manson. I presume I will be, Doc be a little Manson. Bit, yes. You can find him on Twitter. He thinks Becky Lynch is terrible. Um he thinks Ryback's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he thinks, uh, what'd you say, Baron Corbin will be the mystery partner. Uh, I'm DC Matthews, Chief of Staff of the New Age Insiders. You can find me on Twitter at DC Matthews NAI. I think Becky Lynch is just fine, but I don't know if I've ever actually heard her talk. I think we've got Cesaro and Dylan Miley as the partner, and um, Ryback is just awful. All right. For Doc Manson, I'm DC Matthews. We will see you around the neighborhood. And
0: that's a pod.